Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Come on, TC, let's get it for Jesus one more time across this place. Man, we are so excited you guys are here. We want to hit the ground running because there's some stuff going on at TC we just can't wait to tell you about. How many guys know you can usually tell what's coming before it gets there? Come on. So how many guys know anybody over 30 years old? Raise your hand. Just over 30. Raise your hand. Any of y'all got some old injuries where the weather lets you know what's coming before it gets there? All right. My wife laughed at me because I'd be like, man, it's going to rain today. And she'll say, what do you mean it's going to rain today? Like, we'll just get up. We had not even looked outside. had not looked at an app, nothing. I'm like, it's going to rain today. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I can feel it in my knees and my ankles. <laughs> and that's what she does. She laughs. She's like, you're so old. I'm like, I am six months older than you, right? You can usually feel what's coming. I know you guys at home right now, some of y'all, you didn't even get out of bed because you felt what was, you, you woke up, you looked out the back door, saw it was 33 degrees and was like, not today, Florida, not today. And you closed the door. All right. But we're glad you're with us. We're glad all of you are with us because there's usually an anticipation. There's something coming, man. Like you could feel it in the air. And man, I don't know about you guys, but we're in a season right now where I can feel something in the air. I can feel something is coming. And that's what we want to talk about today because how many guys know when there's something coming there's always an element of preparing before it gets here and I want to take you to the book of Genesis chapter 6 and many of you know this story so we're gonna we're gonna kind of move through it relatively quickly but it's a story of Noah and in the book of Genesis chapter 6 there's a story of Noah and 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 God lets Noah know that hey listen I want you to know something that I'm getting ready to flood the earth. So things had gone just haywire. There's a lot of stuff going on. You can read the whole story in Genesis 6. There's a lot of stuff going on. So finally, God says, you know what? We're going to start this whole thing differently. And I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to send something. I'm getting ready to send rain. I'm getting ready to send a flood because we're going we're gonna to kick this whole thing off differently. We're gonna, things are about to change in the atmosphere and on earth. Because how many guys know when God changes the atmosphere, he's changing the earth? And that's not just a physical thing. There's a spiritual part of that, too, that something happens in the atmosphere before it happens on the ground. And so that's why 21 days of prayer is so important. It's because, God, we want to tap into the atmosphere before we're looking for you to do something on the ground. And so Genesis 6, 18 through 19, God says this, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark. So just to catch you up, Noah builds the ark, right? So he builds this humongous boat because the whole earth is going to flood. He says, And you and your sons and your wife and and your sons' wives with you, you're going to bring into the ark two of all the living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. In other words, he's saying, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make sure you and the world has what it needs to keep going after this, right? And so I want you to understand something. We're going to move quickly through the story because I want to get to what God has for us today. But the first thing I want you to understand, there's always a preparation for the destination, There's always a preparation for the destination. So rarely does God just sit something in our lap and go, here, just take this. Now, how many guys have ever looked at somebody's Instagram story or post on Facebook or a TikTok or something? You'd be like, man, God, I just feel like you're just dropping stuff in their lap. Anybody? Anybody ever been bitter over someone else's blessing? 
This is the moment of honesty, okay? No, no judgment. Everybody agree? No judgment? Yeah, okay. Let's be honest. Anybody ever been bitter over somebody else's blessing? See how many hands we got now? We all have permission to be honest. Look at somebody else like, God, I, feel like, I don't even feel like they work for that. But here's the beauty. Has anybody else ever been bitter over yours? Has anybody ever told you or you overheard someone say, man, God's just taking care of them. They ain't been through nothing to get that. And that's what you do? Anybody, you ever hit somebody with a honey child? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Honey child? Anybody ever hit somebody with a man listen? Man listen. Or mind your business? Right? Why? How many have ever felt, you don't know what I've been through to get this? Come on, anybody? You don't know what I've worked through. You don't know what God's brought me through. You don't know how many tears I cried. So before you just start looking at me thinking that God's just over here dropping stuff in our lap, you better know that God prepared me for this destination. And so there's a preparation for the destination. I want to give you four things in your life as we get ready to unpack some of what God's doing here that I believe it's important you know for your life because God is looking to do things in your life the way he's doing them in our church. Come on, no, no, I want you to believe that. God is looking to do things in your life the way he's doing them in our church. God is far more concerned with organisms than he is organizations. So he cares about the people more than he cares about the place. But he knows if he takes care of the people, the people take care of the place. And so it's important that we understand this. The first thing I want you to understand you got to do is you got to believe what God is saying. You got to believe what God is saying. And for so many of us, we've been through life, we've been through circumstances, we've been through hurts, or we've just been through confusion so much that we have lost belief in when God tells us he's going to do something. When God speaks to some of us because of our doubt, it's not a promise, it's a question. See, this is what God is saying, and he's giving us this promise to buy into the vision, right? Man, he's just giving it to us, and, and, and I love Genesis 6, 22 Noah did everything just as God commanded him. How many guys has God given you instruction and you did it kind of the way God told you to do it? Only seven of us. How many of y'all God gave you instruction and you were like, oh, you know. I'm going to give you a variation, God. God says, go talk to that person. You're like, I'll just like comment on one of their Facebook posts. That's kind of the same thing, right? I like their story. It's like God said, no, 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 that's not what I told Like Noah did everything God commanded him because I want you to see something. In the very beginning, God gives him a promise. He gives him directions. Noah's obedience leads to his blessing. So right out of the gate, you got to believe that this is what God is saying. God's saying this, I'm believing this. The next thing you got to do is you got to buy in to what God is asking You've got to buy in to what God is asking. How many guys have ever noticed that God doesn't ask small things of big miracles? How many guys have noticed God doesn't ask small things of people he plans to do big things with? Some of you at home, you're looking for God to do big things in your life, but you're wanting to give yourself small buy-in to his plan. Some of us are buying into God's plan with a list of contingencies. Listen, you don't get a plan B if God's got a plan A. So we buy into what God is asking. Listen, I'm talking about miracles, folks. 
If buying in is an investment, then we can say no to some things so we can say yes to others. So God comes on the scene before, listen, I want you to understand something. Before Noah gets this command, he was just hanging out. Like, I want you to think about y'all. I don't know how y'all read y'all's Bible. At home, I don't know how you read your Bible. This is how I read mine, okay? I read between the lines. There wasn't no shopping malls. Ladies, there was no Starbucks inside of a Target, okay? So there, wasn't, there was not a lot for Noah to do. So I don't know what they were doing, just hanging out. Anybody ever had a day off before where it was the perfect day off? Right? You didn't do... You didn't do, say it with me, nothing. We didn't even practice that. Y'all knew what it was. Noah is chilling, doing nothing. And God says, I want you to take the next amount of years. I want you to build this giant, obnoxious boat in the middle of nowhere. And Noah's like, man, I've been real busy, though, God, like... We got these plants growing. We got to keep picking the fruit off of them so we can eat. Like, it's hard work. You know what I mean? Like, looking back on they really had it made. Anyway, so, like, but hear me. When God gives you direction and you buy in to what he's asking, it's okay to neglect all the other things you used to do to now do the thing he's asking you to do. Now, I'm not telling you to quit your job tomorrow. Just for the record. They don't come in here. Pastor Brad said what we're supposed to. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is you can buy in and say, all right, God, what do you want from me? And I believe he'll give us answers. Genesis 7, verse 6. Now I want you to pay attention to this. Noah was 66 years old. Nah. He's been around the block once or twice. 600 years old when the floodwaters came to the earth. Hear me, I want you to grab a hold of this because some of you have prayed for miracles in the past but stopped believing for them because of your age. And God says, I'll tell you when I'm done with you. So listen to me, some of you, quit counting yourself out because you think you're past your prime. Noah was 600. Listen, if I make it to like 100, it's going to take like all of heaven to get me out of a recliner. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> this man built a boat, not a sailboat, like Jeff Bezos' yacht boat. Like this is, anyway, sorry. So, but here's what I want you to grab a hold of. Number three, you got to build with the resources God has given you. You got to build with the resources God has given to you. Because hear me, he doesn't always give the same resources to everybody. And a lot of times we don't think we can do what God asked us to do because he hasn't blessed us the way he blessed so-and-so. But God gave you something, and he may not have given you what he gave them, but guess what? He's not asking of you what he's asking of them. So we've got we've to build with the resources that God has given to you. Noah was building for what was coming. But hear me, I want you to grab a hold of this. There weren't any animals yet. I mean, he had, there were animals but I'm not like two of every animal. You got to build with the resources that are in front of you. Like Noah in faith starts doing what God asked him to do, even with a, probably a little bit of doubt. Like, God, how are you going to get penguins down here? <laughs> or what are penguins? 
right? <laughs> like, how, how's God going to do it? I don't know. Listen, you got to build, build with what God's given to you. All Noah had was a promise and a bunch of trees. And he said, yes, Lord. And so this is so important because the reality is I can hear like people ridiculing Noah for what he was doing. Like, Noah, what are you doing, bro? Like, think about it like this. You ready? Remember, you got to understand what's going on in Genesis chapter 6. Noah, what are you doing? I'm building a boat. Oh, what's a boat? <laughs> a boat's what you need when it floods. Oh, what's a flood? <laughs> Noah's like, you guys. A flood is what happens when it rains too much. Oh, what's rain? That's, this is the reality that they're in. It's not like God came to us now. Like, y'all remember when we got flooded in Pensacola? Like, here recently, and they were like, it's a 30-year flood. But it happened two years before that, so I don't know how their metrics work, right? And so, like, it wasn't like this era where it's like, you need a boat in case, you know, Pensacola does what it does with its, like, very temperamental weather situation. So, like, yesterday it was kind of warm, and today we all have jackets on. So, like, it wasn't that situation there was no rain. There was no flood. There was no need for a boat. And God made a promise because, hear me, I want you to grab a hold of this. You've got to do with your resources what God is asking you to do. You've got to do with what you can see, what God is asking from you with what you can see, and not worry about all the things you can't see. Every miracle in my life came through supernatural situations that I couldn't see coming. Every time I could see it coming, it didn't feel like a miracle. Come on. Every time I could see how God was going to do it and then he did it the way I could see how he was going to do it, I wasn't shocked. But the time the, mail, the, the mailbox was holding a $5,000 check because me and my wife were in a situation with our son and, and we had racked up $20,000 in medical bills and we needed to pay some of it. And we went, I don't know how God's going to do this. And we went out to the mailbox literally the next day and there was a $5,000 check from a person we hadn't talked to in a decade and said, God told me to mail this check to you. Hear me though, I want you to grab a hold of this. God, we said on a Friday we needed that money on a Saturday, we got it, but they mailed it on a Monday, which means God's sending out provision for your miracle before you even know that you need to ask for it. Because you got to build with the resources you've got instead of complaining about the resources that you don't. Because the beautiful part is we serve a God who has all the resources. And let me just help you for a second. Your employer is your employer, but not your provider. So for some of you who are looking for extra provision, stop going to your employer looking for your provision and start going to your provider looking to your provision. And so we've got to build with what God has given to us. And hear me, this last point I want you to grab a hold of is we, you've got to build before you need it. You've got to build before you need it. Could you imagine if Noah was like, nah, God, I think we want to see some rain first before I start putting this boat together. Guess what? They wouldn't have made it. And for many of us, we're looking to God and saying, when you start this, I'll start this. And God says, when the rain falls, it's too late to build the boat. When, when the rain is coming, it's too late to build 
the boat. Here, I want you guys to grab a hold of something for just a second. Uh, how many guys grew up, uh, you went to elementary school in the 80s or 90s? Raise your hand, anybody? Perfect, all right. Even before that, you can raise your hands too. We'll include more people, all right. At home, I'm sure some of you experienced this, all right. How many have ever gardened before? Y'all remember in elementary school in the 80s and 90s where they made you learn how to garden? Like that was going to be an optional profession for you? Like they gave us very specific instructions on what to do with that soil. I was like, I want y'all to understand something. The day is never going to come that I'm in my backyard. Like this is exactly what I planned on doing. Like this, whatever. But here's the thing I want you to grab a hold of. One of the things that we learn and the Bible teaches over and over and over again is that there's a time to plant. There's a time to wait. And there's a time to harvest. And many of us in our lives are planting during people's harvest season because we see God doing a harvest in someone's life. We start putting seed in the ground then because we want a blessing then. But you don't build the boat when the rain comes. You start building before the rain comes. And for many of us, this, is, this has been our experience on supernatural blessing and favor of God in our life. Are you ready? Man, look at God doing something amazing in Nate's life. That's so good. I want God to do something amazing in my life. Nate, how did you do that? Nate goes, man, I've been giving. I, I, I've been generous with what God has given to me. I've been blessing other people. I've been taking care of people. And so he's blessing us back. And here's what we do. Are you ready? Man, if that's what God's doing in Nate's life, let me try it. And so we drop a little, we, we, you know, we throw something in the offering. We bless somebody on the street corner. And tomorrow we're looking around like, God, where are you at? God, how come you, you ain't come through for me like you came through for Nate? No, 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 no. Nate's building season was years ago, was months ago. He's in the harvest season now because, listen to me, there's always a waiting season between the sowing and the reaping. There's always a waiting season between the building and the rain. And hear me, if you wait for the rain to come before you start building, you won't have the blessing to ride on when the, when the water starts to rise. And so it's important that we understand we don't wait for the rain to start prepping for the rain. You don't look for the harvest season when you don't have anything in the ground. I've yet to meet a farmer. Well, you could probably just stop at that statement there, actually. <laughs> Nonetheless, the statement is true. I've yet to meet a farmer who puts seed in the ground looking for a harvest the next day. It's never happened. Well, honestly, I don't think I've met a farmer in a decade, but whatever. You haven't seen someone put seed in the ground, expect a harvest the next day. Why? Because there's always a season between what you put in and what you get out. And hear me, in the kingdom of God, there's always a season between what you put in and what you get out. And if you wait for the rain to build the boat, you won't be ready when the blessing comes. I mean, we've been leaning into what God has been doing. And so we, we're looking into a blessed season. And so God has unlocked some doors for us. And I want to give you some of what God is doing. Now, before I show you some of this, I want you to understand every single thing I'm about to show you is all conceptual because we're waiting on official plans for all of it. Okay. So uh, some of this may change a little bit, but all of it is happening and we want to give it to you. So I want to take you on a little bit of a journey. Some of you guys know we had a building on Fairfield Drive. We moved out of that. We moved into a building on DeSoto. And that was a lot of promises and a lot of 
failed promises, and it was a disaster. If you were on DeSoto, raise your hand. Who remembers the giant hole in the ceiling? Okay. See, I wanted y'all to say yes in case they thought I was joking. Okay? Literal hole this big in the ceiling, and you prayed it wasn't going to rain that Sunday. Okay. As long as we're all on the same page. We got kicked out of that because, well, that's irrelevant. We left there, went portable in AMC. We were in AMC theater for nine months, portable church. Some of you guys killed the game there, made what we did possible. It was amazing. And then right after that, a pandemic hit, shut everything down. And in the middle of a pandemic, God opened a door and said, oh, I want to give you a building on six acres. And we bought this. In April of 2019, 2020, 2020, I'm looking at Justin. April of 2020, and he blessed us with this campus right here in April of 2020. And I want to show you our current campus. Go ahead and put it up there for us, guys. So this is the building. This is the layout of the building that we are currently in right now. The problem is with God, he put it in our lap, and then he sent a bunch of people here which I am not complaining about. I'm just saying we got to figure out places to put y'all. Actually, it's you, you guys are fine. It's really your kids, yeah. right? Because our kids' classrooms are busting at the seams because Lydia and her team is full of a bunch of gangsters that love kids and like just whatever. So should be dropping like heavy theology on five-year-olds in there. It's crazy. Anyway, so, so we went to the drawing board and, and we said, all right, God, because we want to be prepared for the growth season. We're already in one, but we want to be prepared for the real one. So I want to show to you, we've been meeting with architects and everything that's going on. I want to show you the new footprint of the new campus that we're beginning the expansion on soon. Go ahead and put it up there, guys, the next field. All right, and so we've, we've you can't really see it as well, but here's what I want you to see. Um, see the coffee shop right there? From there all the way over is expanding all the way to the gym. Okay, so so... To help you understand this just a little bit, we're adding about 13,000 square feet of usable space to where we're currently at, all right? And so we're adding a number of things. Uh, and, and how we're doing that, we want to help you understand, A, we're finally going to start prepping to finish the gym in Jesus' name, all right? And so that's happening. But instead of just finishing the gym, we're going to take this building and expand it all the way to the gym, all right? And so we're literally going to expand this facility all the way over there. Now, uh, as we get ready to do that, I started saying, God, what is it, what, what is it you're giving us for where, how we're going to do that? But more importantly, what the campus is going to look at when you do that, right? And so I wanted to show you some concepts of some of what we're looking at doing with, for example, our elementary aged kids. And so let's go ahead and show them some of these next ones, guys. So this is uh, some of the concepts we're looking at doing. So we're doing an indoor playground for our elementary aged kids. Um, so the gym that is next door is going to be 100% TC kids on Sunday morning. And so they're going to have a huge indoor playground. There you go. There's the next one that we've, uh, that we've looked through. Um, but it's not just for elementary age because we got a lot of preschoolers so we figured, hey, well, before that, let's show them some of the staging that we're looking at doing. So this is a staging concept for TC Kids. Uh, and so the next one uh, is some of the others. And so we've been working with one of the companies and trying to figure out exactly what it looks like. This is some of the inspiration that we've seen. But we also love our pre-K kids. And so we said, why would we leave them out of an indoor playground? And so this is something that we're looking at for TC Kids in our preschool world. Uh, go ahead and show them the next one. That's another one. That, uh, I've had four adults tell me they're going to be in the ball pit. 
it? I, like, no, you can't, you can't do that, okay? But here's the thing. All of this is, all of this is in addition to great teaching with great teachers. So that I, it's important that we understand, is all of this great? Yes, but all of this is just something else that we can do with our kids in addition to what we're already doing with our kids because we have amazing TC Kids teams over there that love our children, are pouring into them. And so all of this really happened because Lydia came to me and said, how can we burn off kid energy on a Sunday morning? I said, we'll give them a playground. Don't worry about it. Okay, so... Ha <laughs> Okay. So, but that's not it. We're expanding the lobby. We're adding about uh, 6,000 square feet to the lobby space. And one of the big visions I had for that as we moved to this side of town, because on this side of town, there's not a lot to offer the community like there is on the east side of town. So on the east side of town, I looked, there's about 14 coffee shops that someone can go to and do work at study from, whatever. On this side of town, there's nothing past uh, Pine Forest and Nine Mile, which there's a Starbucks down there. And so when we got ready to expand, we've already started conversations right now with one of the biggest coffee shops in Pensacola, and we're going to franchise a coffee shop right here on campus. It's going to be open Sunday through Saturday to the public. And so there's a concept, I think, for that that we're looking at doing. So that's going to probably be something like that's going to sit in our lobby. But here's the beautiful part. We're where might you want to go to church to hear about Jesus or when you're going through something or your marriage needs help other than the place that you're getting coffee at Monday through Friday, right? And so we're going to plant that right here. Uh, and in the lobby, we have some expansion projects that we're going to be working on as well. And so um, we'll show you guys one of the lobby concepts. This is just a photo of kind of what we're looking at doing in between when we expand the lobby over next to the gym. There's another one that we're looking at doing. Um, and so all of these are concepts that we're looking at as we expand the whole building and in, in, in campus uh, to make more room for more people. Because heaven and hell is a reality. I had a pastor ask me, he's like, man, why do you care about numbers so much? I said, numbers? He said, yeah, we're more about discipleship. I said, you don't count those people you disciple? I said, every number is a name, and every name is a life, and every life is an eternity, and we count every person that matters because every person matters to God. So why do we need to expand? Because we have to do what God is calling us to. And so we've given you all this because there's amazing things happening, not to mention we're going to finish the gym. The gym will be open for athletics you know, Monday through Friday or Saturday or maybe Sunday afternoons or whenever I feel like going in there or DeMarcus and the guys feel like opening the gym for the public. Because uh, here's the beautiful thing. In our church right now, we have over a dozen either D1 athletes or people that have played basketball overseas in Spain and some of the other countries. Uh, we also have coaches and ADs and assistant ADs. That all, all these people go to our church, which means God has put his hand on this house for us to have influence in our city when it comes to sports. And so since he's done that, we're going to honor God with that. And guess what? We get to open up opportunities for mentorship programs and coaching programs. So we're going to teach 8, 9, and 10-year-olds about basketball. They can get it at the YMCA, but they get no Jesus. Let's do it here, and they can get basketball and Jesus, right? And so we're just going to sprinkle the gospel in on them. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so it's amazing. I remember sitting uh, in Bruton. Actually, we were helping a church launch in Bruton. And as they were getting ready to launch, um, uh, the, they, they had launched their church, and they were getting ready to move into a new building. The city literally came to them and said, here's a 50,000-square-foot building. Do whatever you want with it. And I was like, 
We had been in our church for years at that point. Matter of fact, we were looking for a building ourselves. I'm not going to lie to you. I was bitter at someone else's blessing. Because I'm standing in their building like, God, when are you going to do this for us? We're faithful. Like, we're doing it. And I remember sitting there, and, and, and you ever had one of those seasons where you ask God a big question and he answers you? You ever had one of those seasons where you ask God a big question and he doesn't? Or he just says, wait, and you're like, no, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to do that. And that's where I was at. And so God gives us a campus. And so I want you to see our, our current TC campus. You guys can see it in the picture they're going to throw up there for us. So this is, this is the blessing that God just sat in our lap a year and a half ago. Six acres. There's technically 36,000 square foot of building. We're getting ready to tear down part of it because as we get ready for the expansion, and we'll be right at about 30,000 square foot of space again. It's been a huge blessing. What should Genesis 8.1, they're going to put it on the screen. It says this, God remembered Noah. So the, the flood came, the rain came, the floodwaters came. And it gives us this whole context, this whole picture. All these things happen. And while they were on a boat, because sometimes you can be on the boat and be tired of where you're at. You can be safe in the blessing, but wish you had more. And in Genesis 81, it says, but God remembered Noah. And so <clears throat> what I know is that God is faithful. In, in, in 2019, for the first time, we got what we were praying for. This campus facility has been amazing. And when we, we walked through this building, Pastor Justin and myself walked through it in 2019. And in 2019, we walked this building. I went straight back to my office, and I got on Google. And I looked at what was around this building. And I saw some trees, the space. There was just nothing but trees. And I said, I want to know who owns that. Because like 10 years from now, I want that. Because this is going to be great, but the future of TC, TC has to grow. And we have to create an impact on our community. And I want to know who owns that because about a decade from now, I want to buy that. That's literally what I told Pastor Justin. We had not even bought this building yet. And I'm already like, all right, God, I want to know who owns that. I want two boats. Okay, no, like, so I was, I was like, God, I, I want to know who owns that because God gave us this blessing. But wait. There's more, right? And so as he was doing that, uh, long story short, Pastor Justin is driving down the road not too long ago, and he sees a sign. He makes a phone call, and we're looking at uh, wanting to know who owned that property. And I want to show you that God has already opened the door for the expansion of Transformation Church and TCIG. And so already in 2021, we made a purchase of our new extended campus. Guys, go ahead and show us what we're looking at there. And so we have, so what's amazing about this, the green triangle in the top left, if you see, that's our campus, that's where we're at. That's what we got a year and a half ago. The yellow, that's what I was looking at when I went back to my office in 2019. I said, I want to know who owns that. Long story short, 
Pastor Justin is kind of a slumlord and a really a good executive pastor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a, a, a businessman um, and he's incredible for our church. And we just purchased those 11 acres that's in the yellow right there. And so, so if you look at the slant of the green triangle, that is Mobile Highway. If you look at the little fork of the yellow, that's Pine Forest Road. And so we just bought the acreage that takes us from our church all the way over to Pine Forest Road for the future of what God is going to do here. And what I'm trying to tell you is God is doing things here, and I want to ask you to be a part of it in a bigger way. But wait, there's more. Okay? So you can imagine, like, if you see me and Pastor Justin be giddy lately, this is why. All right? Wait, there's more. When I looked at this property, here was my plan. I want, I want you to understand, as a pastor, if you're only dreaming for what you are going to do as a pastor, you're failing your church. Because you've got to be dreaming about what the pastor after you is going to be able to do. And my whole thing was, if we can get this property, we'll sit on it for 10 to 15 years. After 10 to 15 years, we'll have the money to do a development on it. And whoever comes to take over the church after me 20 years from now will be set to be able to impact the community in a huge way with all of the campus that they need. That was, that was where my heart was. And God said, nah, we want to do it faster than that. And so Pastor Justin and myself, uh, we bought this for a crazy deal. God, the way God orchestrated it, we bought it for less than a one-third of what it should sell for. That's what God did. And so we have a buddy. His name is Roger. He wants to do a development in Pensacola. He said, I'm looking for three to four acres. So our plan was we were going to sell him three to four of our 11 acres and then pay off our 11 acres, and we still had eight left. Slumlord. I told y'all. Okay, so wait. so <laughs> hustler, baby. Anyway, okay, so, so that was our that was our game plan. Okay, and so um, we were gonna call him. So we set up a meeting. I'm I'm, I'm giving all this because for a reason. We we set up the meeting. He comes into the meeting. He sits down, and because he sits down and he goes, "Tell us what you got." He said, "We got these three or four acres. We want to sell them to you. Here's the amount of money we want to sell them to you for." And in our mind, we're fixing to pay off all this property we just bought, pocket about 100 grand, and we're going to walk away good. And we got eight acres for the future. That's where our mind was. And to be honest with you, if God did that, we would have high-fived each other every day for the rest of our lives. And so in the meeting, Roger starts asking us questions. What do you want to do with it? And we're both frustrated, honestly. For the first 10 minutes of the meeting, we're like, brother, shut up and just buy this land. You know what I mean? Like, that's all, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And he says, I want to hear your vision. And thank God we're not a house that's ever short on vision. And I said, well, if you want to know the vision, I said, I want to, board, I want to build an athletic facility that becomes the, the epicenter. It becomes the hub. It becomes ground zero for athletic development for the southeast. I'm not talking about southeast of Pensacola. I'm talking about Gainesville to New Orleans and Birmingham down to Orlando. And he said, how do you do that? I said, we need to build probably a, a, we need to build a sports complex that could house four to six or more basketball courts, up to twelve volleyball or pickleball courts, and three NCAA courts would be ideal. And then we could host college tournaments here if we needed to. We got a great college up the road, but if we wanted to do something like that, we could. But think of what you could do in the community with that much space. I said, 
I want to do uh, a mental health and behavioral health clinic. I finally want to launch that because the building we were going to do it in is not going to work. So we want, we want to offer in our space uh, a solution, a spiritual God-centered solution for two of the, most, the biggest crises in our current generation, which is mental health and behavioral health because there's just nothing for it. I said, furthermore, I said, I would love to build a downtown vibe that like food trucks could come and park at. We could have lit walking paths. We could have a, 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 a venue to do events in. Um, he said, man, that sounds incredible. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> he said, I want to be honest with you. I'm not interested in buying your property. And he's like, you know how that feels. Like, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? My heart dropped. He said, I'm not interested in buying your property. I'm interested in building on your property what you want God to build. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, here's what I'm thinking. I want you to grab, I want you to grab a hold of this. He said, I'd like to give you guys 20 to $25 million as a, as a down payment, as a zero money down to you. And I want to develop all 11 acres for you, and it doesn't cost you an initial upfront dime. So I said, I looked at Pastor Justin. I said, I want to make sure I'm hearing this right. He, I said, you want, he said, I said, how does that work? He said, well, let's talk through a few things. I said, he said, it doesn't cost you anything upfront. For 15 years, all of the facilities are yours. Have them. Do ministry in them. It's your campus. You do whatever you want. Matter of fact, there's some different things on there. We want to help make a profit. You even get to, get to keep a portion of the profits. He said, at the end of 15 years, you buy it back from us for a previously agreed upon price that is already written into the contract. And after 15 years, you buy it back from us, you get a loan. And so for the whole 15 years, it's developed and already finished, completed, and it's yours. We're putting it in your lap to use, to have for your ministry. And at the end of 15 years, you pay off whatever's left from it, and then you have it. And for the rest of Transformation Church and TCIG's life, you have this campus. God literally just put $25 million in our life. I think we can do better than that. Come on, like, that's crazy stuff right there, right? And so I got to wrap this up because it's, it's going crazy. But go ahead and stand to your feet. I want to show you two more photos and then we're going to wrap up. I want to show you just some concepts. Right? These are not firm drawings. Matter of fact, these are, these are drawings that already exist in other locations that we've looked at as concept drawings for what we're looking at. Go ahead and show them the first one, guys. So this is one of the buildings that we're looking at doing for the athletics complex. Four basketball courts wide. There's a gym. There's a weight room that all is open to the public. We can help people with. There's counseling rooms, all that stuff. And if we build this, I will be giddy until kingdom come. But when God's already moving, I figure we just jump in the waters real deep. And so I want to show you what I'm believing for. Can y'all agree with me for what I'm believing for? God's already done this. I'm like, we might as well just see where the end of this is. And so this is, go and show them the last one, guys. This is a 90,000 square foot athletics complex that houses six high school basketball courts, three NCAA basketball courts, 12 volleyball or pickleball courts with weight rooms and everything you would need to have a complex that you, you could literally transform the community. There's about $18 million worth of more vision that I'm not even ready to share yet because I wanna, I wanna see this plane land first. 
But I'm here to tell you, we have a partner that's ready to develop with us. And it's not just some stranger. This is a friend we know and we can put stock in because God is on the move right here at Transformation Church. His hand is here right now on Transformation Church. So why does this matter? Because God only blesses the faithful with more. I'm gonna say that again because I don't I want to make sure you got it. I'm not talking about right me, I'm not talking about transformation church. I'm talking about you right now. God always blesses the faithful with more. And so in Matthew chapter 25, there's a story about talents. God gives different people a different number of talents, and he asks them to do the right thing with them. And all of them do something different. And, and, and I'm blurring through that story because of time. And in verse 23, it says this: His master said to him, well done, my good and faithful servant. He looks to the one that did everything he could with what God gave him. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful, say faithful, over a little, say a little. I wanna set you over much. The extent of the blessing and favor in your life is contingent upon the obedience and faithfulness in the now. So it all starts with this. We want to get to the point. So the expansion that's happening, the expansion that's going on in this campus is going to be insane. Some of y'all are like, oh yeah, we're doing, a, we're doing stuff here. Yes, we're doing stuff here. And so we're kicking off an Imagine campaign because we want to take care of it. The whole project's going to end up being about $2.5 million worth of debt is where we're going to end up being when we're all said and done. We want to get half of that taken care of in three years. And so we're kicking off an Imagine campaign. We're going to launch officially a capital campaign because we want you and I to imagine what God can do if we went all in. So I want you to imagine how God can put favor on top of favor on top of favor right here at Transformation Church. So as we expand, we want to start paying cash for as much of the renovations as possible. We want $1.2 million out of the $2.5 million of debt to be wiped out in three years. All right. And so we're going to launch a campaign. And in the weeks to come, we're going to start rolling out more and more information for you. But I want to invite you to join us as we get ready to give to God in a supernatural way. What does that mean? We're looking for you over the next six weeks, seven weeks to pray about what God is going to tell you about how you can give in a higher capacity so that we all, say we, we all can reach this goal that God is putting in front of us. And so what could God do? Imagine what God could do if God's people went all in. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of as we wrap up today. I want your faith to be inspired because I want your faith to be inspired, not just for us. I want it to be inspired for you. I've been reading these prayer cards Monday through Friday, and a lot of it has to do with, God, I want you to bless my business. I want you to bless my income. I want you to give me prosperity. I'm believing for you. Listen, listen, if we're going to be looking for the boat when the rain comes, we better start building in the now. And this is God's opportunity to say, let's start giving to something bigger, because as you're faithful a little, I'll make you rulers over much. Why? Because God doesn't do for the house what he doesn't do in the homes. I'm going to say it again because I want you to grab a hold of it. Listen to me. Look at me. God doesn't do for the house what he doesn't do in your homes. If God's going to bless this place, it's going to be because he blessed your place. If God's going to bless this family, it's going to be because he blessed your family. If God's going to take care of this financially, it's going to be because he took care of you financially. God doesn't do in the house what he's not doing in the homes. 
And so I pray that your faith is inspired today to say, yes, we're not taking up any special offering today. You're not turning anything in today. All we wanna do today is show you that God is doing big things and you have a big part in God's big plans as we make big impact in a community so we can see the whole place safe for Jesus. Why? What are you believing for? Turn to your neighbor and say, what? Look at him now and say, what are you believing for? Come on, say, say it like you believe it. At home, look at your dog and say it. Say, what are you believing for? Because I believe God's still in the miracle working business, y'all. I said, I believe God is still in the miracle working business. Can we give it up for Jesus all across this place? How many of you guys are excited for the future, yeah? Come on. So I wanna pray, because I know that God's doing something amazing right here at TC. Because he's never lost a battle. And he never will. And what God's getting ready to do here, listen to me, you, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren are going to be blessed because of how God's hand of favor is setting right here on what Transformation Church is doing and what God is doing on our property. And so here's what I want you to do. Lift your hands all across this place. When you lift your hands, all you're doing when you do that is you're saying, all right, God, I'm surrendering to you in this moment. So if this is new for you, that's okay. All you're saying is, God, I'm surrendering to you in this moment. And here's what I want to ask of you. I want you to pray, God, what is it you're asking of me? What is it you're asking of me? You may not get an answer right now, but you're gonna get an answer. God, what is it you're asking of me? And here's what I'm gonna encourage you with. Give God your yes and let him figure out how. Give God your yes, let him figure out how. As we go into groups and different things this week, we're gonna have people ready to answer questions and give more information about what we're doing. For today, God, you've got my yes. I'm looking to you to figure out how. How many guys are ready to see God do big things, yeah? So here's what I want you to do. Father, I pray for every person that's here, God, that you transform their heart and their life. God, I pray that our faith is supernaturally inspired to see you do miracles in Jesus' name. We look to you to be everything that we are, everything that we need. You're our provider. You're the supernatural one. So we look to you, God. You're already showing us you do big things in a big way. So God, for every marriage, I pray for healing and restoration in Jesus' name. For finances, God, I pray that you release in Jesus' name, supernatural provision and resources, bless businesses, bless homes, God, bless marriages. In Jesus' name, God, we're believing for you to do it. We thank you for who you are, God, in Jesus' name. Come on, guys, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to worship with our team before we leave today. I want you to stay in this posture of worship and let's declare, all right, God, you've never lost a battle and you never will. We're looking to you to be everything for us and we'll see you out front. Go ahead and sing it with them, guys.